Hey everyone, Pastor Blake Harkup here from Bedrock, Sarasota. I just wanted to take a minute to welcome you to our podcast. We hope that you get to know God more, that you feel encouraged, and that you see how God's moving in your life from a brand new perspective. Enjoy today's message. Righty, how's everybody doing? Hey, let's give it up for the band. And I know... Uh, I know, I know Cody's prayer was just about, you know, we want to leave here changed not because of a song, not because of a, a sermon, not because of a video or lights or anything, but because of who God is. And I really do truly believe that. I believe that that's true, that we all have that, that desire as well. But I did want to honor Cody and thank him for, uh, for leading worship tonight. Uh, Cody and I have been friends for about seven years now, and it's a funny story. This has nothing to do with the sermon, but um, funny story. Cody and I met in a coffee shop. And uh, it's kind of like every way that I think like most girls that I know want to meet their significant other is like, oh, I met him in a coffee shop. So, you know, he's a, he's a good friend of mine, but we were sitting there on a Sunday morning and both of us were at different churches and involved in different ministries at the time. And I think that what it was is he noticed I was dressed very similar to him because uh, Cody, Cody was at another church as a worship pastor as well. And uh, he noticed that I was on my laptop working on a program called Planning Center. Does everybody know what Planning Center is? It's how you schedule people for worship and stuff like that. And he walks up and he was like, hey, uh, are, you, are you a worship pastor? He said it just like that. And I said, yeah. He goes, what church are you at? And I told him where we were. He told me where he was. And for about two and a half years, every Sunday, him and I would just get together at that Starbucks on uh, Main Street, Lakewood Ranch. Uh, every Sunday, like 5.30 or 6 in the morning. It was stupid early. I don't love, I don't love early mornings. But... Um, Anyway, I wanted to say that because I wanted you to know the, the context of history of my, you know, five, six, seven-year relationship with Cody, um, that I love him and that he's a great guy, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. So let's give it up for Cody. <laughs> um, one, one other thing I want to do is uh, I just want to thank Pastor Blake for entrusting me with his podium tonight to bring you guys the sermon, bring you guys the word. It is an honor to be here to, to speak to you all. Uh, about praise, about worship, and about, I'm going to be reading through Psalms 148, but I do not take that lightly because I think that that is just a, it's just an awesome thing. So thank you, Pastor Blake, for having me, uh, allowing me to do this, and let's give it up for Pastor Blake and his leadership. And I want to do something kind of different. Uh, if I can ask all of us to stand, and I'm going to pray before I go into the, into the sermon here, and why I'm asking you guys to stand is because I want to show that we show honor to God's presence. We show honor to His Spirit. We live in a culture where there's not a lot of honor. Am I right? Where you can go on your phone and see a lot of banter and a lot of people making fun of certain things, and we just don't live in a culture of honor. So I find it to be honorable that we stand in the presence of God before we go into, um, you know, the sermon here. So uh, bow your heads and close your eyes with me and, with me and let's pray. God, we thank you for, God, the, the fact that we're just in this building tonight, Lord, that we have the freedom to worship. We have the freedom to praise, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for each and every person that is within the sound of my voice, God, in this room or online. And God, we ask, Lord, uh, my prayer week in and week out is that all of us leave this place different and changed than how we were when we entered. God, because you're you, because of who you are, and we love you, and we honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Um, 
so I'm going to chat through Psalms 148 tonight. And uh, before I get into it, I'm just going to talk a little bit about just a few things uh, that I want to I, I kind of tell you before we go into it. Um, so the title of the sermon tonight, there's two titles. Uh, one is for you and me. The other one later I'll tell you what it is, and it's for, um, it's for just, just me. So it's kind of the, the thing that, that kind of got me to where we were at at the end of, of what we're going to be speaking about and hearing about. But the um, title is this. It's called The Purpose of Praise. And in Psalm 148, there's a few things that, that are happening. Number one, it begins and ends with the term and the phrase, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord translates to hallelujah, which hallelujah, as we learned uh, through this whole series of psalms, it means to praise the Lord, or praise be to God, or praise ye the Lord, I even heard. I was listening to a podcast a couple days ago, and that actually reminded me of that old song, right? Remember that? Praise ye the Lord, and then you say, there you go. Do you know why? Because that's actually a call to praise. When we say hallelujah, we're not giving God praise. We're beckoning and calling ourselves or somebody to praise. So praise, praise the Lord and hallelujah. And it, like Pastor Blake said last week, it breaks down to hallel, which is praise be, and then luya, yah being the short uh, form of the word Yahweh, which we know as God. Um, I thought that was amazing. I didn't know that until last week, so thanks for bringing me up with that. Um, and a couple things I want to mention in this is, you know, we all know the, the Trinity, right? We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So praise and worship are what I'll kind of describe as a duality. You can't have one without the other. Though they are different, they're actually very, very similar. Um, and like the Trinity, they are one and the same as they go together, and they, uh, they complement one another. Um, so just wanted to touch on that again. The purpose of praise... And um, let me go into the text right now. You can follow it on the screen here. So, again, this is praise the name of the Lord is the subtext here. And what it's saying is it starts off with this. Follow along with me. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all ye angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Verse 7, praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures of all depths, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling His word. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers, all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. Now, a couple things I want to touch on uh, there. Thank you. You're a good man. Let's give it up for Patrick. That's it. Nice. Her boyfriend, so she gets super excited. Um, So, 
The last five, the last five uh, chapters of Psalms are, um, they, they speak about praise. So it goes like from 145 to 150. It highlights praise, touching praise. You can read a lot about praise if you read through all of those 145 to 150. And this particular scripture, so it's broken down into two, two parts. And um, I learned a few things about it. So one part is this, is the front, uh, I'm sorry, the front six scriptures, God uh, no, sorry, the psalmist is saying to praise those things in the atmosphere, right? So, what's in the atmosphere? We have thunder, we have lightning, we have clouds, we have all these things, right? So, it then goes into um, the second half, everything on, on earth, creatures, trees, cedars, it, it references all that. So, praise the Lord, uh, praise the Lord from the heavens. So, the heavens is, is what we have in the clouds, the sky, all the things that kind of create chaos even in a sense, right? Uh, what last month we had to cancel our food truck festival because it was just crazy raining because of the chaos, right? God created the rain. God created the, the atmosphere. And it says, praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. So these are all these things that we see are in the atmosphere, in the spirit realm even. So it's not on earth. It's of heaven. Uh, praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars. Man, He hangs the stars and He knows the name of each and every one of them. So these particular things were made to, to, to have the thumbprint of God on them, and they sing His praises as well. And I thought that was really cool um, because, like I said, the psalmist is breaking those two things because he's commanding, calling us all in to, to praise. That's actually our job as believers. Amen? Can I hear an amen for that one? And I love what Annika said because she was talking about how she fasted and really God led her to, to, you know, when she spoke about praise, and that really, that really meant a lot uh, with kind of gathering what we're saying tonight and, and all that. And praise the Lord, going into verse 7, praise the Lord from the earth, you sea creatures in all depths, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling His, his word. So, as I said, He starts and ends with praise. And you know what's kind of kind of awesome. There's a scripture in the Bible, and I don't know where it is, but it says, if we don't praise, the rocks will cry out. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want any rocks to cry out in my place. So, I really feel like the, the kind of idea about what we're saying is it's calling us to a new place of praise. It's not just calling us to praise, because I know that I have a personal praise and worship life. You all have that in your life as well, I'm sure, but God's calling us to that new place so two parts, the atmosphere and the land. And I want to jump down to uh, another scripture, or I'm sorry, another verse at the end here. It's verse 14, if you can put that on the screen. Um, so it says, he raised up a horn for his people. Now, I did a couple of studies on this. It was kind of interesting. Um, so it was an ox horn, right? So whenever the Israelites went into battle, when they had victory, when they won the war, they lifted an ox horn. So it wasn't just like, you know, you have this big horn and you blow the horn. It also has a reference of, have you ever seen a, a, a bull or something get into a fight? Like, it goes down, puts its horns down, it attacks its thing, right? And then it lifts its horns in victory. That's another, uh, another thing that the Bible references in here. So it's, again, a duality in it. It's not just the horn of victory that we blow, duh, 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 you know, that sort of thing. It is that, but it's also like, I don't know, it's almost like 
God allowing us to raise our horns of victory, but He is our horns of victory. He raises it for us. And I also even heard and, and studied through a, uh, or heard a, heard a podcast on it that it's even Christ Jesus who is our horn. See, this psalm, it, it plays a lot back to Genesis with the creation because we're touching on, right, the, the firmament. We're touching on the, the celestials. We're touching on that. So it goes through that, God creating that, and then God creating the land and the people in it and the creatures in it. And it's such an amazing thing um, with that. And a couple of things I want to talk through. Um, I'm not, um, anyway, I'll go into this. There's three points I want to go through tonight. And the first one is this, praise prepares us. And with this, I want to tell you guys my story and my family's story on how we came to bedrock. And, and uh, I'm going to get as far as I can without maybe getting into tears. So if I do, bear with me because it's a, it's a real significant story. So about, what is it, five years ago now, 2017, um, my family and I transitioned out of a church. And we really needed to take some time. So by the way, I've been in vocational ministry for about 18 years now. And either vo- vocational, bivocational, uh, even as a you know, a, a volunteer, love it, really felt called by the age of 18 to get involved in worship and praise ministry, and uh, then I met my wife at a church that um, I was leading worship at for their small group, so that's all, you know, history, everything's good there. Um, we got married in 2006, uh, but then fast-forwarding to 2017, we really felt like we were supposed to take some time and just rest, Right? Um, has anybody ever experienced a season where you just really felt like you're supposed to just, just take some time, just stop and breathe? Amen. So that was that season for us. You're in that season? That's good, man. Um, so, I mean, and those seasons are important because I have the propensity of wanting to just run and run and run and do and do and do and do, and it's great to do that. It's great to work. I think it's important you know, we, we, that passage that we read about Mary and Martha, you know, neither of them were greater than the other. They were both important. You have to be at the feet of Jesus to learn, but you also have to do some work. There's some work that has to be done in life. And for those of you that are involved here, you know, when we get here on a Saturday at 3.30, we got to do some work to get this place set up and get everything kind of going so that we can have an hour, an hour and a half worth of church services to preach the gospel, to bring people to God and God to people. So anyway, back to 2017, we took about a year and a half where I was just rotating uh, through being a worship leader somewhere with two or three other people. And then fast forward about 2019, it was the summer, so it's just about two years ago. Um, I remember driving down Lakewood Ranch Boulevard. For those of you that are familiar with that, that road, there's this place where you get, where you kind of go over this I guess it's a bridge, but it's one of those bridges that ha- has like a ditch under it, but in Florida we call them a river, and it's not really a river, it's about this wide. I always thought that was weird, but anyway, driving over the, the makeshift river, and it's at this place where, going north, just south of State Road 70, we have a, a lake on one side and a lake on the other. My family and I, we were living uh, in Summerfield at the time, and I remember literally saying, uh, maybe to myself, maybe out loud, um, you know, about, about a, two, a year and a half, two years of just not being vocational in ministry um, and just being resting and, and giving God whatever it is that I could give him. But 
remember saying, man, it would be really cool to get involved in a church plant like Bedrock. And I remember saying that. Um, so fast forward another couple of weeks, I had two or three churches reach out to me. And, I, and at the time, my wife and I were like, man, I really feel like it's time to get back, right? Like the rest is good. The rotation's fine. Uh, it, it's great to, to not have to be the guy. That was probably a great thing. Um, but then get two or three churches like, hey, we, you know, heard you're available, you know, do this and that. And I'm tying, I'm going to tie this into worship, so to praise and worship, so bear with me with that. Um, two or three churches, right? And then I'm just like, man, this is never, you know, what do I do? I got all these decisions. Um, and as I said, praise prepares us. So then uh, it was like July, I think. Pastor Blake texts me, hey, man, um, let's get together, grab coffee, right? So, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'd known, I've known Kelsey and Blake for, I used to actually lead worship at their youth group. So, for about, what, 15 years, 18 years, something like that. Yeah, 500 years. It's getting there soon. So, for some reason or whatever, we couldn't make that meeting happen, and I don't know if it was probably me canceling or, uh, you know, he has like 13 jobs, so maybe that didn't work out, um, and 13 kids, so that's 26 things in total. Um, so we didn't, it, it didn't happen, but then we, we ended up getting together a couple of weeks later, and I had had, again, two, three places reach out. One, we were even talking about insurance plans, you know, and for those of you that have worked in ministry, that isn't a thing that really usually exists, insurance plans. I was like, man, if I made it to heaven, I get insurance. This was great. Um, so Blake asked me, he said, you know, uh, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're involved with. I don't know, you know, where you guys are at with church, but I'd really like you to consider coming and being part of Bedrock. And I was just floored for a couple of reasons. One, never had multiple places reaching out to me to be involved. Um, two, it was just kind of awesome that two, three, four weeks later, or previously, I'm driving down this road thinking about, man, it'd be cool to get involved in a place like Bedrock. And then this opportunity comes, and I remember, I remember praying in my personal worship time, and again, praise prepares us, right? Um, thinking, God, I don't know what to do here. There's a bunch of doors open. I want you to close every door that doesn't need to be open and open only the one door that needs to be open. And then I remember telling my wife, I said, hey, if God's going to move us to a church, He's going to tell you, and he's going to tell our girls. And we want our girls to be involved in a healthy place, a place where they have relationships, a place where they have family, a place where they have community. And we want to be in a place that, that we feel that as well for our lives. So I allowed God to prepare me through my praise to him. And, you know, I think you guys know the outcome of that, that situation. We've now been at Bedrock almost two years so I'm honored and blessed to be here. But if I didn't have personal times of praise and personal times of worship to give it to God, to not try to do it on my own, do it in my own strength, because we see time and time again in the Bible when people try to create an Ishmael of, you know, and that's a great reference as well, but people try to do it on their own. They do it in their own strength. And what happens? Every time it doesn't work out the way that, that we thought it would. But it works out the way that God thought it would because he wasn't involved in it. So, Number one, praise prepares us, and that's how we got to bedrock, and this is my, my second title for this sermon, is it's called Praise Got Me Here, because we're standing in this place. I'm on this, this platform 
speaking to you guys as your worship pastor because I allowed God to move in my life. I allowed Him to guide us into the direction that we really needed to go because praise. So two, praise gets us ready for battle. And I know there's not a lot in this passage in 148 about battle. There isn't. But there is a lot about atmosphere. And when we take this platform as a, as a worship team, when Cody led the worship tonight, there's a great significance in that. There's a lot going on. Because we bring things into this auditorium, we bring things into this building that we're relying on God to get us through. Am I right? So it's like, I mean, I, I bring my stuff in here every week. And I don't know if you, if you are like me. If you're not, that's great. Um, you probably need to be doing the sermons then every week here. But what we go to battle for is a few things. We go to battle for your soul. We go to battle for your spirit. We go to battle for your faith. We go to battle for your family. We go to battle for your marriage. We go to battle for the future of your children. So the significance of what praise actually brings. Time and time again, we see in the Bible that they start these wars with a shout of praise, right? They send the worshipers out first to give that shout of praise. There's a significance in that. My hope in this is for you to see that significance in a greater way than you did when you came in here and for you to not leave the same with that perspective. So praise prepares us for battle, and we want to go to battle for you. We go to battle for you as a staff. We go to battle for you as volunteers, and honestly, it's an honor. It's an honor to do that. God calls us to battle. Now, every day there's a battle that, you know, several battles that we go through, and I just think that according to, to Scripture and personal experience even, there's a battle that we go through every day. Um, and thirdly, praise is a celebration. Now, and I'm going to reference that to the, the Scripture that says this, He's raised up a horn for us, for His people. Praise for all His saints, for the people of Israel who are near to Him. Praise the Lord. I want to read that again. He has raised up a horn for us. When we raise something up, it's because of a victory. I'm a big soccer fan. For anybody who know that, you probably know that about me. And I'm sure you've heard, you know, this analogy that what I'm going to say, but uh, I like this team called Chelsea. And about, yeah, Eamon's got the hat on. That's because he's a Christian. So, um, so a couple months ago, they won this thing called Champions League. And it's basically the best teams in Europe play each other. And what they do after the game is they walk up and give the cup to the captain. And the captain gets all this anticipation. And then he hoists the cup up in the air in celebration. And everyone is screaming and all that. And, you know, it convicted me because I've been to sporting events. How many have been to a sporting event? That's a lot of people. It's most of us. So I've been through a couple of sporting events in, in my life. And, uh, and I learned all the songs. I dressed in all the garb. I was going crazy. I mean, walking into the stadium, you're screaming chants to other friends or other team, you know, team supporters. And then you pick out also the ones who are against you, right? And you kind of give them the, eh, you guys are, you know, for this team and this and that. But we, we celebrate through praise for our sports teams. You know, and we come into church and we tend to be 
so reserved with praise. And that's where God was convicting me because, and, it, and it's sad kind of, because me as, as the worship pastor here at Bedrock, I thought, man, I need to get my praise game up because all of these things that we've, we've read, that we've studied, that we've learned, it prepares us. It gets us ready for battle. It's also a celebration. And in a few minutes when Cody comes up, uh, he's going he's gonna to finish us with a song. And I really want us to, in the duality of praise and worship, express our worship to God. Because there's a lot to be thankful for. So like I said, the purpose of praise, right? That's the name of this sermon. It's a celebration as well. Um, there's two types of praise. And I was chatting with a friend of mine who works at a, a church in the area. It's a rather large church. Just asking him, he's another worship guy, I asked him his take on Psalm 148. Um, you know, I told him, I said, I don't do sermons a lot. This is actually my first time I've ever done it in front of people. Um, so I just said, hey, can you give me some pointers? Like, help me out here, right? And also speaking with Pastor Blake with, you know, context of things and stuff. But he said, hey, you know, one thing God taught me about praise is there's two types of praise. And he said, there's praise of thanksgiving and there's a praise of testimony. So I thought, okay, can you kind of explain that to me? Unpack that for me a little bit. Because I get the thanksgiving. Man, I mean, that's like, thank God, man, that money came through. Or thank God, the doctor's report was positive. Or thank God, whatever, I woke up this morning. Whatever it is that we're thankful for. There's so many things. We live in America and we're so blessed. We have so many things that we, can, we, ha- we have at the, our fingertips. Man, we can pull up scripture on our phone. We can learn about anything that it is that we want to learn on our phone and our devices, on our TV, whatever it is. And we take advantage of that sometimes. But I asked him, I said, what does a, a praise of testimony mean? And he said, well, man, he goes, it kind of goes off of the praise of thanksgiving. He said, you praise so hard that you don't care who you share your testimony to after that because you're just so charged, you're so built up, you're so energized that you just don't care. It's almost like riding on, what's that, what's that term, cloud nine? Is that what it is? That's what it is. Thank you. So praise of thanksgiving, a praise of testimony, and, um, and in all of this, man, Psalm 148, it literally outlines everything in the world was intended to praise Him. I mean, you're talking about heaven's heights, angels. You're talking about hosts. You're talking about moons. You're talking, well, the moon. You're talking about stars. You're talking about old people, young people. It's saying His degree will never pass away. So meaning His charge and His command for us to praise will never pass away. It talks about trees. It talks about snow and mist, fire and hail. These are all the things that were on the earth that at the time where, where the psalmist wrote this, that was everything that, that in a sense existed, right? So what's the purpose of praise? And um, Cody, you can make your way up if you don't mind. The purpose of praise is that we simply praise God because He is worthy. That we simply praise God because He's declared and commanded us to, right? Hallelujah. That's a call to praise. That's saying, praise ye the Lord. There it is. I knew I was coming back to that one. Circling back. But in this, I just want to highlight one more thing before uh, Cody leads us in a, in a song of worship here. Um, and I really want you guys to respond with this in, in a way that I'm not asking you to fake it, but I'm asking you to faith it. 
There's a new place that we all need to go. God's called me there, a new place of praise. And you know what's going to be the result of that? You're never going to convince me that something bad is going to happen in our lives or that our lives are going to go backwards because we decided to give God a heck of a praise or we decided to start our day with praise, right? Praise prepares us. What does it prepare us for? Our daily lives prepares us for the battles we're going to face throughout our day. It, it prepares us for the battles in our minds. If any of you are like me, there's a lot of battles in my mind every day. You know, the word says that he's come to give me a sound mind. And what I believe that means, because it, it, all these things in the Bible that are written that are context is king, right? We've heard that. They all work together, right? So for me to have a sound mind, it doesn't mean that I can just do whatever I want, right? And go whatever, just wing it every day. It means that I got to get my mind focused on God's presence, right? His, his word says that where two or more are gathered, his presence is among them. And you know what I think is awesome about that scripture is when we come to a church service and there's this, you know, almost emotional reaction, which is fine because we were created in the image of God, right? So we're emotional people. God's an emotional God. It doesn't matter. We can have the same worship and praise experience in our car. We don't have to gather in a room. Now, I'm not telling you don't go to church because we got to be together as saints. It's great to be in community. The Bible says, confess your sins to one another so that you, you plural, that's the word for plural, you may be healed. That's why we get together. We do community together. We, we go to small group together. We go out to eat after church. Uh, if anybody wants to invite me after, that's fine too. I like, I like sushi, so it's going to cost a lot. But, um, but they all work in tandem. So what's going to happen if you, if you progress your life in a new direction of praise? What's going to happen? Something negative? Bad things are going to happen? Attacks from the enemy? Yeah, maybe. But ultimately, because you're focused on God, because your overflow, your well is deepened and it's filled with times of worship and times of praise. And you know what? I want to apologize to you guys. If I've not made praise such, such a priority in my life, then I've failed you guys. But Jesus... And his presence is here right now. His presence changes. His presence rearranges. The purpose of praise is simply to praise God because he's worthy. I'm going to say that again because that's easy. That's easy. The purpose of praise is to praise God because he's worthy. It's to seek the face, not just the hand. It's great. The hand of God is great. Miracles, provision, all those things have happened. But it's a secondary thing that happens when we seek the face of God. Now what, talking about praising, right? So do you only praise by going, yeah, right? Like you can do that. That's great. But you know, praise can be in this position. It can be right here. Praise can be in this position. Praise can be in this position. Praise can be in the position where you're pulling your hair out because you don't really know what to do. But I want to encourage you guys 
A few minutes here as we close in this song, with this song, to know that the purpose, again, it sounds like a broken record, but repetition is learning that we praise Him because He's so worthy of our praise. He's worthy. And then He gives us direction. He gives us provision. All those things happen. Can we close our eyes tonight and just focus on who He is? Thank you for jumping into today's message, and we truly hope that you were encouraged. If you were encouraged, would you like and share this with someone that you truly love and care about? It may just be the thing that they need to get through this week. Also, let us know how the message impacted you, and please let us know any ways that we can be praying for you. But finally, I just wanted to take a minute to thank all of our supporters and those who give generously to make all that we have and do here at Bedrock happen. If you'd like to support us, you can do that really quickly by texting 84321 with any amount and setting up text to give, or you can give on our website. Thank you once again for all that you do, and we hope to see you soon.